I want to welcome all of our campuses to our brand new series entitled Not Okay. Come on, let's just welcome all those that are joining us. Yes. Man, we're excited to have you guys, all those each week at all of our physical locations, and of course, those that join us all over the world online. We're excited to have you guys. We are kicking off a brand new six-week series, and, and I wanted to say this for those of you that are guests, and may, maybe you're here for the first time at Church of the King. Every year, we do, this time of the year, a what's called a community series, where we take a topic and... We'll talk about it on the weekend, and then we do a small group with related topic, and then we have a book that we write, and it's, and I want to encourage you to follow along, whether it's the weekend services, getting in a small group with the book, and the reason why is because all three connect. I remember last spring when we were talking about what particular topic that we wanted to do, and we had already kind of entered into COVID and what was going on, and there was so much impact of emotionally and, and mentally, and I, and I began to think about, and our team, we began to think about, and we started hearing the reports, by the way, of just the, the, the mental and emotional health challenges that are in our culture. And then we began to think about, you know when somebody comes up to you and, and you're, you're kind of embarrassed because nobody really likes to admit when things aren't going well. I, I'm be honest, if somebody comes up, man, I, you know, how are you doing? And People typically go, you know, I'm fine. But, but if, they, if you get pressed in just one more step, no, no, really, how are you doing? Are you, are you like really, are you okay? Are you not okay? And we thought about it, thought, you know what? There's not a better topic right now, given all that everybody's experienced, than not okay. And the reason why is because here's what I found, that we've got to admit pain before we can gain health. If we deny pain, if we deny where we are, then we can never walk into what God has for us in freedom and fullness and our potential. But it's tough to admit that, isn't it? I mean, who wants to say, you know, I'm struggling in this area, I'm struggling relationally, I'm struggling emotionally. Who, who really wants to do that? I, I remember in 2010 when I burned out. I was emotionally burned out, a lot of reasons, primarily because we were in a big building this big building. There was a financial crash and just, you know, ministry and my young family and all the things. And I, I remember talking to our elders and said, guys, I'm just done. I'm just, thank, thank God there was no, there was nothing sinful that was going on at all. But I was emotionally, I was burned out. Have you ever been there? And by the way, it was hard for a pastor, real hard as a pastor, man, to admit that. Why? Because you're always the answer person. Pastor, pray for me. And pastor, I'm struggling. But now, reverse the roles. I was the one who had need. It was tough for me to admit that. And then I went to a counselor. Of course, they sent me out, you know, to another state, you know, because I didn't want anybody to know I was crazy in Mandeville, you know. <laughs> oh, pastor, get him away from here, you know. People think he's crazy. Well, you know. Y'all have heard the story. I walked up, the guy's name, and then he said psychotherapist. I thought, oh, gosh, why couldn't it have been like life coach? You know what I'm saying is... <laughs> But, but I'm going to tell you something, I, I, that, that week really began a process of healing. It took about 12 months because I was, I, was, I, was I, I was not well off. And, and, but here's the point. The point is, it's tough. It's tough to admit that. But if you don't, I'm going to say this, unless you admit pain, you can't gain health. You, you know when you go to the doctor and you're like, you know, where does this hurt? You know, and you touch, you know, is this, ah, you know, fine. What's the point? He or she's got to identify the place of pain, wherever it is, so that you can 
gain health. And, and this series is going to be about identifying areas of pain so that we can gain health. In 221, why? Because in 2021, listen, I believe that God wants to live, God wants us to live in his fullness, fulfilling all that he has for our life. I don't believe he wants us beaten down, living in pain, but we've got to admit where we are. Some of you guys, listen, some of you, when we talk about mental and emotional health, it's going to be painful. But the good news is, is that when we go to the Bible and we start getting to Scripture and God's perspective, how to gain it. Remember, you can't gain health till you admit pain. Some of you guys, some of you are going to begin to evaluate your relationships. I'm going to talk about relational health. And the truth is, some of you have relationships in your life that are not healthy. They're not multiplying. They're not adding to your life. Matter of fact, they're doing just the opposite. They're subtracting and dividing your life. They are, classically, would be considered toxic. Well, Steve, you know, I get together with some old high school buddies. Yeah, yeah, I know. But you feel like, just to be honest, when you leave that, you feel like you have to take a bath. And it's toxic. And the reason why you don't realize it is because you've been so used to it. But how many of you know, there's, listen, not everybody needs to go into 2021 with you. Are you with me? There's some relationships that are unhealthy for you. I'm going to talk about financial. I'm going to talk about physical. I'm going to talk about some physical stuff. Listen, there's some things. I remember a guy came to me a couple years ago. He Pastor, you know, you know, I love Christ, you know, and, I, you know, and I, I know the only thing that can keep you out of heaven is not knowing Jesus, you know, and, and so I, I, I want to make sure, you know, that, but, but, but I just, I feel convicted. You know, I've been a smoker for a long time. You know, somebody asked me one time, you know, you know, does smoking keep you from heaven? I said, absolutely not. Only rejecting Christ keeps you from heaven. As a matter of fact, if you're a smoker, you'll probably go to heaven first. And quicker than most of us. So I just want to let you know that. So you just, I mean, you're just, whoop, you're going to get up there real fast. Just be honest, okay? But, but, but there, maybe there's some physical habits that are not healthy for you to bring in in 2021. Speaking of physical stuff, I thought it would just be appropriate. I want to just share with you guys just some things that I've written down over the years, some New Year's resolutions. By the way, I'm not wearing black anymore. I'm wearing gray. That means I lost three pounds this week. Can I have a witness? I've, I, listen, I've got it all figured out. Y'all do realize that. I have it all figured out. I just want to let you know. And so so, so I, these are some things that are written down. Here it goes. 2017. You guys ready? I want to get my weight down below 170. 2017. 2018. All right? I want to watch my calories until I get under 180. 2019, I will follow my new diet religiously until I get below 185. <laughs> you guys ready for this? 2020, I will develop a realistic attitude about my weight. Can I have a witness? Can I, did y'all feel that? I vicariously said that on behalf of every single person watching me. Are y'all with me? There's a realistic assessment. We're going we're gonna to have some fun. We're going to have some fun over the next six weeks. I'm going to be teaching the messages. And, and by the way, we're going to build. So today's spiritual health, emotional, mental health, relational, physical, financial. We're going to deal with all as many categories as we can. Not every category, but we're going to deal with a lot. Because here's what I believe. I believe that God wants you to go into 2021. We're all grateful 2020 is behind us. I believe that God wants all of us to go into 2021, listen, filled with faith, filled with his presence, filled with his fullness. But we can't, listen, we can't go in in faith 
We can't go in in confidence. We can't go in in health unless we acknowledge pain. You guys have heard and are familiar, I'm sure, with the term sustainability. Those of you, I mean, we've all heard the term sustainability as it relates to, you know, energy, right? Is, is, is what we're doing today sustainable for tomorrow? So there's all these various alternative energy means and stuff and a lot of discussion globally about that. People talk about environment, speaking of environment. You know, in other words, are there things that we're doing today are we, is it going to be sustainable life as we know it 20 years from now, 30 years from now? That's a term that's used related to environment, energy, governmental resource allocation. Is it sustainable? You know, those of you in organizations, that's maybe a term that you guys use, sustainability. And here's the point. The point is, are the actions that we're doing today sustainable for healthy outcomes tomorrow? And you have to evaluate that. And by the way, we often see it from a macro standpoint, whether it's the government spending, whether it's environmental things, whether it's energy allocation, all these different things. But I want to move that term. I want to move that term from a macro concept to micro. Here's my, my point. On a personal level, are the habits and the actions and the practices that we're doing today building a sustainable future for us tomorrow. I'm asking everybody that. Emotionally, mentally, are, are, the, are the things that we're doing today, the things that we're allowing in our mind, are the relationships, are the financial practices, are the spiritual, are the, whatever it is, whatever topic we're dealing with, because I think it's important. In other words, can I continue to do what I'm doing today and thrive tomorrow? It's a sustainability question. And by the way, when adversity comes, and all adversity is going to happen. Jesus, matter of fact, he promised. And here's what he said. He said, he says, in this world, you're going to have adversity. You're going to have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. So the point is, when adversity comes, you really understand how healthy you are in all these categories when adversity comes. Why is that? Because, because when, when adversity hits you, it squeezes out what is in you. Emotionally, mentally, financially, physically. You go through a challenge, boom. And if there's no reserves, talking about sustainability, it gets real thin, real fast. That's why we've got we've to make decisions today. We've got to make decisions. And that's what this whole six weeks is about. We're making decisions how to build capacity. Because if not, when adversity comes, we get into a position where we're not okay we experience tremendous pain. Now, it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay not okay. Are you with me? We've got to embrace where we are for not okay. That's where I was in 2010, but I can't stay where I was. I had to get healthy, which means I had to, I had to have different practices. I had to have different, different habits that I employed in my life as an individual and as a professional to be able to what? Build sustainability for the future. Because more trials are going to come. Things are going to happen. We're going to be talking over the next six weeks about how to build sustainability. How to acknowledge where we are so that we can move into the future in health. Today, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about spiritual health. Now, interestingly enough, if you were in a secular seminar, they would talk about 
emotional health. They talk about that common language out there. They were talking about mental health. That's, I mean, that's a classic term people are using right now. How, how are you doing mentally? They were talking about physical health, financial health. But the one area that our culture, our secular culture stops short of is the soul. But for the follower of Jesus, for the Christian, we, we don't actually start with our hands or our head. We actually start with our heart. The question that I want to posit to all of us today, I want to begin with this, how are you doing spiritually? How is your soul? Fact is, all of us got, you know, banged around a little bit in 2020. And when that happens, there's, there's the potentiality for, for things to happen in our heart. The hidden, the, the Bible talks about the hidden person of the, the, the inside. How are you doing in your soul? I want to talk to you today about what it means to have an awakened life spiritually. Number two, I want to talk to you about what it means to have a growing life spiritually. And then I want to talk about some things that are important for us to maintain a healthy life spiritually. Number one, an awakened life. An awakened life. What do I mean by an awakened life? A sustainable and healthy life starts in one place, in our personal relationship with Christ. Pastor, why do we start with their spiritual life? Because that's where the Bible starts. I believe that God wants us to thrive in every area of our lives, but the Bible starts on the inside. And when I talk about spiritual life, I want to make a couple of statements. It's important, all right? This is going to push you a little bit. I'm not talking about, there is a difference between spirituality and knowing Jesus. Our culture is very spiritual. doesn't mean it's Christian. Are you with me? Our goal is to know Christ. When we know Christ and we come alive spiritually, we grow spiritually, but the beginning point for the Christian is their relationship with Christ. The apostle John writes toward the end of his life, he writes something very powerful in what's called the letters of John, not the gospel of John, but the letters of John. He wrote this towards the end of his life, and here's what he wrote, 3 John 2. He said, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. Everyone say, all things. Now, the word prosper means to, be, to move forward. I want everybody to hear me. This is very important. God wants you to move forward in every area of your life. Personally, in your family, in your professional pursuits, God wants you to move forward. The Bible says, in all things. God is not against us achieving. God is not against us moving forward. Human flourishing is a biblical concept. Genesis chapter one, God blessed them. God, God creates environments in our soul internally, but he also wants external environments where, where humans can flourish and achieve what God has created them to be. I pray, the Bible says, that you may prosper in all things and be in health, spirit, soul, body. But watch this. This is where the secular culture stops, but this is where we continue, just as your soul prospers. And there's people that you and I all know, they're achievement-oriented, they're accomplishing great things. We may know their name, we may read about them online or see them on TV or whatever, or, or whatever, and, and, and they've accomplished great things. But the question is, the Bible, the Bible goes deeper. How is their soul prospering? Question, how is your soul prospering? Is your soul prospering? I think to have a healthy 2021, we're going to deal with all the other areas. We're going to deal with the mind, the head. We're going to deal with the hands, professional excellence. But the Bible starts with the heart. How's your soul doing? 
I'm asking you that. Is your soul flourishing? Is your spiritual life growing? Is it flourishing? Or is it stagnant? The foundation of a sustainable and thriving life stems from our soul coming alive through a personal relationship with Christ. The Bible calls that, by the way, the Bible calls that theologically a term, biblically speaking, being, watch this, this may be new for some people, being born again. Pastor, when does our spiritual life begin? It's when we are, quote, born again. My mom and my dad, they come to church here and they're an amazing couple. And, I, and my mom, it's funny, I, when I gave my heart, when my parents became sold out to Christ, and I was a teenager. I was just becoming a teenager. And so my mom would preach to all of my friends when they would come over. And I would tell her, it's like, Mom, please do not preach to my friends when they come over. I'm serious. Stop it. It's so embarrassing. You know, she'd line them up, you know, and just kind of do the whole thing. And, and I'm serious. I'm like, you can't do that. I'm not even sure if that's legal. Stop. I'm serious. She would just preach to them, you know. So I remember one day. She, she was preaching to, to us, and we were getting ready to go somewhere. And so she, she, she's, once again, she's preaching to all of us. And, of course, I was, y'all know some of my story. I was, like, on the top of my mom's prayer list. She, she had a prayer list. You know, I was on the top. My heathen son, Steve, literally. I was, like, called that all the time. And so I was on the top of the list. You need prayer, you know, and all this stuff. So anyway, so I remember one day she, she, she asked us. It was a group of us used to go out all the time. And, and, and so... So my, my mom asked my friend, Vince, Vince, have you been born again? And he goes, Miss Mary, this is so ridiculous. You ask me this all the time, born again. He says, Miss Mary, am I going to like go like crawl back in my mother's womb and like be born again? How's that possible? What are you even talking about? Little did Vince know that's actually in the Gospel of John and a similar conversation, by the way, that, that Jesus had with Nicodemus when he said, watch this, unless one is born of the water, mother's womb, and of the spirit, unless one is born, uh, say it again, they can't see the kingdom of God. Little did Vince know, but he was actually part of, he was, he was stepping into the biblical story in exactly a conversation that Jesus had. So, question. Are you born again? I didn't say, are you, are you spiritual? Are you born again? In other words, have you ever trusted Christ as your Savior? Because when you trust Christ, and you put your faith in what Jesus did on the cross for you, watch this, here's what happens, here's what happens. Your heart, your spirit, your soul, the depths of who you are, actually comes alive. You're awakened. That's why Paul said this. He said in Ephesians chapter 2, he says, And you, he made, everyone say it. What's that next word? Say it. Alive. Who were dead and trespasses and sins. I want everybody to look at me. Before you come to Christ, BC, before Christ, your spiritual life, watch this, your heart, the Bible says, it's dead. But when you trust Christ, this is so powerful. When you give your heart to Christ, you come alive. I never forget a man named Mel, great man in our church, been in our church for literally almost 20 years. And I remember 2001, 2002, he got a flyer in the mail at our Mandeville campus, and, 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 and he came to church. And I was doing a series. And I talked to him about six months later. I said, Mel, how are you doing? I met him after I said, how are you doing? He says, he said, Pastor, he says, I'm coming awake. I'm coming alive. I'm, growing, I'm getting to know Jesus. 
I've come alive spiritually. Question, how is your soul doing? Are you awakened? Have you been born again. When I gave my heart to Christ, I was a freshman at Tulane University. I, I was in a Bible study and, and my parents preached to me and all this stuff. But when it came, listen to me. But when I got born again, I had eyes to see and I had ears to hear. How's your soul? Number one, when we trust Christ as our Savior, it's, it's your, your life awakens. You, you come into and you begin. I didn't say you end, but you actually begin spiritual journey. Number two, I believe in 2021, not only does God want us to awaken and come into a relationship with Christ, but, but God wants us to have a growing relationship with Christ. You know what's interesting about every relationship? Every relationship, every relationship, all right? If you don't put something into it, it stagnates. In other words, good relationships don't happen by accident. Have you ever noticed that? That, that good marriages don't happen by accident. Uh, relationships with your children don't happen by accident. Uh, uh, business associates, you, you know, in other words, in other words, there's got to be intentionality in your relationships. Nobody just drifts into harmony. I'll never forget, I was, I was counseling this, this couple one time, and, and I'm not a great marriage counselor, so don't, don't, don't make an appointment. And uh, I'm really not. You know, I get all emotional. What? Come on, man. And so, and so, so anyway, so this couple, so I just stopped. And I said, okay, let me ask you a question. I said, I said, why are y'all here? I mean, y'all are about to get a divorce. Like, what brought you to this point? And he looks at her and he goes, I forgot. What is the reason that we are, why are we in, why are we where we are? And she says to him, I can't recall either. Time out. They're about to get divorced. They're in the final stages and they can't even remember what happened. I'll tell you what happened. They drifted apart. Healthy relationships don't just happen. And your relationship with God in 2021, can I tell you something? You are the one who determines how close you are to God at the end of 2021. You know, we don't just drift into a healthy relationship. It takes intentionality. I love the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1, it says, We must pay careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that, here we go, so that we do not what? Say it. So we don't drift away. I, I like to go to Florida. Uh, my, we go once a year if we can. Uh, we enjoy going to the beach. I, we didn't get to go this past summer. And, uh, but we always would do that once a year and our family and I have four children, three older ones than I have a 10 year old. And so I, I am kind of a paranoid parent with safety and all this stuff. And so, you know, I repeat myself a lot with my kids, you know, anything that's related to safety things, I go over things and over things. And so, of course, when you get to the beach, there's all, there's, there's some challenges related to all the different things. And so I would tell the kids, you know, so I, I'm the dad, you know, so it's like my wife. You know, she, you know, we would have a marker and then I would always like be the farthest out. So you have to stay in front of me. Okay. And it's like, y'all back, stay in front between mom and I. And it's important because bad things can happen. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. So, so I remember a year, number of years ago, the kid, I don't, they're maybe 10, 11, 9, 8. I mean, they were, I don't, they were not, maybe they were seven, eight, nine, that, that age. Cause they were one year apart. And 
and my wife and my youngest son was on the beach. And so I was, and so it was my middle son and my daughter, and they were in front of me. It was the first time that I can re- vividly remember this. And I kept telling the kids, all right, where's mom? Mark, where's mom? And we just kind of got caught up for about 30 minutes. And when we kind of stopped playing, we looked back, and mom and little brother literally were 300 yards that way. We had drifted. Can I tell you something? Everyone, everybody listen to me. And we weren't even trying. I know people that I got saved with years ago that they just, they didn't set out. That it was like, no, nobody sets out. It's kind of like in marriage. You know, I, I've done, you know, so many marriages and I never look at a couple and I'm like, you know, all, you do the whole things and the, the whole the things and the vows and all that stuff. Do you think for a moment they're going, we're giving it 18 months. <laughs> nobody does that. Nobody starts off in God. I'm on fire for God. In 10 years, I'm going to be hurt. I'm going to drift. I'm going to disconnect. I hope I make heaven. Nobody does that. But the writer says we must pay careful attention to what we have heard so that we do not, everybody say it again. Question, did you drift a little bit in 2020? I'm asking. This is kind of a spiritual checkup. Number one, it's one thing to have a life that's been awakened to God where we're born again. But it's another thing to to have a growing life spiritually. You know, all of us, maybe not all, but most people have a financial plan to grow, right? They've got a financial plan. They sit down with a planner. They assess age and they put a little matrix and, okay, how old are you? What's your risk tolerance and all this stuff? And and that's right. It's appropriate. You You have a financial plan. It's a good thing to have. Most people have a physical health plan, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch my calories, my intake. I'm going to, instead of two days a week, I'm going to go to three days. I'm going to do cardio 30, day, 30, 30, 30 minutes a day. For, so that's good. So we have, we have a health plan. We have a financial plan. Here's my question. Do you have a spiritual growth plan for 2021? I'm asking you. What's your plan to grow? Because here's what I know. If we do the same things we did last year, we're going to get the same results. But if we want different results, we're going to have to have, you know the whole concept of sowing and reaping? You get out of something that you put into it. See, we are saved by the grace of Jesus Christ. There's nothing we can do to come alive. We receive the gift of Christ. But when it comes to growth, we've got to participate. 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in the grace of the, but grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And this is why some people miss it. They think that, well, listen, they were saved by grace, but they don't understand that they have to participate in grace after that. In other words, there's things that we have to do. There's things that we get to do, just like your spouse, just like any relationship. There's, there's, there's inputs and there's outputs. What disciplines help you best experience God? What spiritual disciplines? What I have found as a follower of Jesus, it's the, it's, the, it's the classic spiritual disciplines that I employ in my life that help to continue to position me to grow. In other words, Jeremiah 29, 13 says, but you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. 
I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Let me give you guys some things. You guys ready? Number one, Bible study. How about reading the Bible through this year? How about that? How about that? I know some of you think, well, pastor, you know, if I miss a day, I feel bad. If you miss a day, it's all right. Wake up the next day and then you start. Maybe it's five minutes a day. Maybe it's 10 minutes. Maybe it's prayer. So there's some things that we have to do. In other words, we got to participate in the same way physically. You've got to eat less or healthier. You've got to exercise. We can't expect to have a different body at the end of 2021 if we don't do anything differently. We can't expect to have a different financial situation. We can't expect in the same way to have, watch this, a different spiritual situation. Unless we do some things differently. Maybe it's praying. You're going to incorporate prayer. I did a whole series on prayer. You can pray the Lord's Prayer every day. I give topics. You can go online, prayer cards. Maybe it's fasting. Maybe it's next step class. Maybe it's small groups. This is year, 2021. I'm going to actually get in one of those not okay groups. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's community. Maybe it's missions. Maybe we're not doing international trips right now. We don't have any plan for obvious reasons, but there's a lot of community missions where we're serving people, helping people. Maybe it's giving. This is the year I'm going to give. Whatever it is. In other words, there's, there, there's some things that we're going to have to do. I want everybody to hear me at all of our campuses, all those online. Question, what is your spiritual growth plan for 2021? I'm not talking about being awakened to God, being born again, but I'm talking about to the Christian now, what is your plan to grow in God? So there's some things that we have to do to grow, but there's also some things that we're going to have to stop doing to stay healthy. My third and final point is I want to talk about What is a healthy spiritual life? So awakened life is when we get born again. We come into relationship with Christ. A growing spiritual life is when we incorporate Bible study and prayer and and devotions and church and being in small group and serving the poor and, and all those different things and giving. All those things help us, watch this, they help us to grow up in God intentionally. What are the habits? What are the practices that we're doing today, they're going to build strength for tomorrow. Let me give you this third and final thing, a healthy life. What does it mean to have a healthy spiritual life? Well, here's what I found. Please stay with me. A healthy spiritual life is not, a growing spiritual life has a lot to do with what you do. A healthy spiritual life has a lot to do with you stop doing. Oh, wow. By the way, I went to the dentist two weeks ago. I thought I'd just share that with everybody. And uh, I was pretty freaked out about it, just to be honest. And I have a great dentist friend. He's a a friend of mine. I go to him. I've been going for 20 years. But but let me just say this. And the reason why, listen, okay, can we get real? This is church. Amen? Okay, here it is. Let me tell you the reason why I was freaked out. I was freaked out. I mean, I'm like panic attacks. Because I know what's going to happen when I go. Because for six months... I, I wasn't a good boy, and I didn't floss. And I know it's coming. Oh, you know it's coming. I, I, know, and I know. Some of y'all look at me like, you don't floss? I guess you're a water picker. Water picker. But anyway, so, I, I, I don't know why I said that, but so I just, it's reactionary. So, so I know you got to floss, and I was like, 
you know, you got to floss. And the reason why, and because there's blood, if you don't floss enough, because your gums, I know how it works. You got a tooth, it goes in the gum. The point of having the gum is healthy. And the way to have a healthy gum is you got to floss or you got to be a picker, a water picker. And I knew it was coming because there's plaque built up because I wasn't, I didn't floss every day. Okay. Are you with me? I know this is funny. I don't care if you're laughing or not. By the way, I'm the only one working right now, not you. So enjoy yourself. Okay, here we go. Here we go. The reason why you need a floss is because spiritual, is because physical plaque gets on your teeth. Spiritually speaking, there's things that you do and that I do. There's spiritual plaque that gets close to our soul and it gets stuck to our soul. I'm not talking about things to do now. I'm talking about things that we shouldn't be doing. Are you with me? I want to talk about two things and I'll close. Healthy life. You guys ready? Number one, we're talking about an awakened life. Being born again. I hope this is the year. For some of you guys that have been checking out Church of the King and you know what Steve got to say this week. I hope this is the year when you finally trust Christ as your Savior. Number two. Growing life. I hope that you guys participate in the grace of Christ by doing spiritual disciplines where, you get, where you're closer to Christ at the end of 2021 than you are right now. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 34, talking about spiritual plaque. Okay? Spiritual plaque. Come back to your senses as you ought and stop sinning. When we blatantly sin, I'm not talking about, you know, I'm talking about a lifestyle. When we know something's wrong, we know something violates God's word, it violates God's moral law, and we continue to do it. By the way, when we continue to do it, yes, sin hurts God, but can I tell you something? Ultimately, sin hurts us. I know that it's not cool to talk about sin in church anymore because, oh, you know, it's so negative. No. Actually, we need to talk about spiritual plaque because spiritual plaque ruins the gums and then your teeth fall out. And who wants to walk around spiritually weak? I was talking to a group of teenagers one time. Oh gosh, this is 25 years ago. And they were soccer players. It was a soccer team. And I was saying, guys, listen, when you know that something's wrong and it's sin, get, get it out of your life. Why? The reason why, here's the concept that people have about God. They think people that don't know God, they think that God's up in heaven. And the reason why, all these boundaries and the Bible and the rules, it's just trying to restrict fun. No, God's actually trying to maximize your enjoyment in life. He's not trying to take away. He's trying to maximize. But he does know there's things that are in our lives that we're doing that are hurting us. God doesn't want your soul busted up. He doesn't want your mind busted up. He doesn't want your emotions busted up. So that's why he says, Paul says, come to your senses. In other words, it doesn't make sense. So that your soul can be healthy. Your mind can be healthy. And I told these guys, soccer players, I said, guys, I was trying to talk about sin and the word of God. Why we want to get away from it? And and I said, guys, do you guys have boundaries in, the, in all? Yeah, yeah, we do. I said, are the rules there in soccer to hurt your fun or to protect you and to maximize your fun? They said, number two. When you see something in the Word, like unforgiveness and bitterness, that's sin. When you say, I'm not going to forgive, it's sin. 
There's different actions that are sinful. There's different things that we can do. There's attitudes. And, and Paul's saying, come to your senses in 2021. There's certain addictions that we've just kind of taken care of, and they're just kind of right here on the side. But God says, I don't want you to have, I don't want you to be bound in that anymore. Come on. So we, we, we don't, we don't, we don't, we need to deal with it. We need to be, we need to take a ruthless inventory. What things are in my life that are not helping me in my relationship with God? God, I gotta get them out. Some of you guys have been looking at things late at night on the computer. I say this so respectfully. That's not helping you. You feel dirty afterwards. God never intended that to come into your eyes. God intended purity to come into your eyes so you could feel powerful spiritually, not weakened. The second spiritual plaque is idolatry. What is idolatry? It's not clear out the living room, let's get incense to foreign gods. That's the obvious. Idolatry, Exodus 20, verse three says, you shall have no other gods before. You know what idolatry is? Here it is, here it is. Idolatry is when we put anything good before God. God is number one. Don't let number two and three. When number two becomes number one, it becomes a curse. Let number two, enjoy number two, enjoy number three. But your ultimate enjoyment is in God. Your ultimate fulfillment is in Christ. Let me give you this, guys. Let me give you this. All right, so pastor, how do I get the spiritual plaque out? How do I get it out? Here it is, 2021, here it is. Number one, conviction. I'm praying for my life for the conviction of the Holy Spirit. That I, listen, this is important. That the conviction of the Holy Spirit, that I'm a quick repenter in 2021. If I start getting in my heart, any judgment, any prejudice, any unforgiveness, any lust, any just boom, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's the one that does that, by the way. So we've got to open ourselves up. This is, this is remember, an awakened life, you're born again. A growing life practices spiritual. A healthy life is getting the plaque out, getting the plaque out, spiritual plaque, getting it out. So I'm asking the Holy Spirit in my life, Lord, increase your conviction. Increase it, increase it. I don't, wanna, I, don't wanna, I don't wanna have to wait, but Lord, quick, quick, quick. When I know, when I know that I've offended, when I know that I've hurt, when I know that I've done something to hurt you, Lord, that's been unholy, God, help me, help me, boom. All right, number two, confession. Confession. Till we confess it. It's hard to break something that's not been confessed. I've told you guys this before. I was a very sexually immoral person. And when I gave my heart to Christ, I was 19, just bound. And after about being saved four or five months, I, I, I just, I so wanted that to come off of my life because you feel ashamed, and you can rewrite the rules, hide the Bible, bury it. People can do that. By the way, people in our culture, you can deny it all you want. You can burn every Bible. You can do whatever you want. Well, it's antiquated. People are putting rules. No, no, no. But you can't run from your conscience. You're a moral being. And God created us to enjoy sex in the context of how he created it. But when we operate outside of that, it messes our soul up. And I was bound. And I remember going to my friends on a Friday night Bible study. And I said, guys, I'm just, I, I don't want, I'm just, I feel so bound. I remember crying and crying and crying and then praying for me. That night, something broke off my life. By the way, by the way, when you confess any sin to God and somebody else you trust, it brings it into the light and it loses its power. It loses its power. 
Listen to me, please, as your pastor. I, I don't know how to say this without sounding hokey. I beg you by the mercy of Christ. You don't need to carry that secret sin into 2021. Let's deal with it. Let's get it out. Talk to a counselor. Talk to a pastor. Talk to somebody. Because it's, it's come to your senses spiritually. Get the plaque out. It's hurting you. Let me give you the last one is cleansing. So it's conviction. It's confession. That's our part. And it's cleansing. That's God's part. God wants us to thrive in 2021. But it'll start as we admit our pain and confess it. And then we can step into his freedom. I'm going to ask everybody to bow their heads. Holy Spirit, we thank you today, God, that you love us, that you're not mad at us, and that you, you desire to save us and then to set us free from anything that ails and pains us. It's holding us back from becoming the people that you've created us to be. If you're in this place today, all of our campuses, I've got one minute and I need to let you go. If you say, Pastor, I'm not sure about my relationship with Jesus. I, I'm not at peace with God. I've not been awakened to God. Maybe you've gone to church for a long time, but you've really never come to that moment where you've trusted Christ as your Savior and you've been born again. The Bible says whoever calls upon that name, what name? The name of Jesus. I can't save you. Church of the King can't save you. Being a member of a church doesn't save you. It's trusting Jesus. Do you know Christ? Do you know that you know if you die today, boom, you're ready to stand before God? With everybody's heads bowed and eyes, because I promise you I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to do anything to embarrass you. Come up front. We're all going to clap. But right where you are, I'm going to ask you for a show of hands. If you say, Pastor, pray for me. I need Christ. I'm not where I need to be with God. If that's you at the count of three, would you just lift your hand up high? One, two, three, quickly. Pastor Steve, pray for me. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you guys. God bless you right here. God bless you, son. God bless you, buddy. God bless you guys right there. God bless you right there. Anybody else? God bless you and you as well. God bless you guys up top. God brought you all here today. He loves you. He cares about you. Jesus cares about you. Anybody else? This is what I did 32 years ago. Church, with everybody's heads bowed and eyes closed, I'm telling you, this is a new start. I can sense the Holy Spirit. This is a beginning, coming alive in God, awakening, being born again. Let's pray together. Church fam, let's all of us pray with those that are trusting Christ. This is the most important prayer they'll ever pray. Say this. Say, dear Jesus. Come on, everyone. Dear Jesus, I come to you today. A sinner in need of a Savior. Say, Jesus, I repent of my sin. I let go of my past. And I turn to you. I turn to the cross. Say, Jesus, wash me with your blood. Give me a new heart, a new life, a new reason to live. I want you to say this. Say, Jesus, I take my life and I put it in your hands. From this day forward, I belong to you. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for the sealing work and the sealing word of God taking root deep in the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name. I want everybody to look at me. Give me 30 seconds. All of our campuses and those online, I want you to let your campus hosts know what Christ has done in your heart. If you prayed and trusted Christ as a card, I'm going to ask you to fill this out. Why? I want to send you a letter and talk about what it means to grow daily in Jesus. Here's what's cool now at Church King. We don't pass buckets and offerings at all. So it's really easy. They're all on the out, they're at the outside of all the exits. You simply take this and you drop it in the bucket. That's all you got to do. 
That's where our guest cards go. That's where people that are giving, that's where it's so easy, all right? I'm going to ask everybody to stand. Did y'all enjoy that first message? Come on. We're going to get strong in 2021. You don't want to miss next week. We're going to get into all the mental and emotional health stuff. Father, bless your people. Lord, you're teaching us. You're teaching us. It's okay to not be okay. But it's not okay to stay not okay. That you want us to admit our pain so that we can step into life and freedom. And health and hope and healing. Bless your people as they go forth this day. May the favor of God be upon every man, boy, and girl. And I pray the greatest year ever upon your life in 2021. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, let's give the Lord a hand clap. We do that. We love you guys. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us today. What an incredible message as we kicked off our Not Okay series. I'm so looking forward to this entire series and everything that we're gonna learn. You know what, it was a great kickoff and it's gonna continue to be a great, great series. Remember, the weekend series uh, messages is a huge part of this, but also you wanna make sure you get your daily guide and either host your own group by gathering your friends or getting into a group for this six week series. It's really simple to get some information about that. All you need to do is text the words not okay to the number 822-822. If you need any other help, just give us a call at the church offices. Also, we'd love to hear from you. If you wanna take a moment and email us at online at churchoftheking.com and let us know how God is speaking to you through these messages. You can also email us your prayer requests and we will stand in faith with you, believing that God is gonna hear them and answer your needs. That's right. It's gonna be a great year. It's gonna be a great week. So have a wonderful day. We'll see you next week at church.